for anything and everything with Aaron and Aaron. I'm Aaron. And I'm Aaron. And neither of us have any energy at all. <laughs> uh, I, I am exhausted. We we're both exhausted from lack of sleep. Uh, I just rolled around a bit. No real cause for me, but uh, Aaron apparently had some bad Thai food. Uh, so there's this dish called Pak Todd that's basically like Thai tempura, mm. but then it's got that sweet, spicy Thai chili sauce that's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, okay. So you had a, some good Thai, but it had some bad after. It has turned the <laughs> spicy of the chili, because their, oh. so, their chili sauce mm. is particularly spicy, and then the, the greasiness of the fried oh. tempura batter has created an enemy of my uh, acid in my body, and mm. there's some kind of a fight going on. Mm. So. Well, here's hoping you win, um, and here's hoping uh, I get through this without falling asleep. Yes. Um, <laughs> so um, every week we each bring a topic, uh, and then we quiz each other on that topic, and uh, uh, whoever gets the most points out of a possible 10 uh wins the episode uh and gets absolutely nothing for it um because you know why have stakes why why introduce any sort of tension or (laughs) excitement to the proceedings let's just do this all for fun um but that works um and we do have fun so and i i can tell you right now that my topic is going to be a lot of fun um so uh yeah look forward to that but first uh we always start uh, our episode with uh you know a good solid 15 to 20 of uh catching up and uh it, it's it's needed in this case because it's been i think three weeks since we recorded last so oh man uh i don't even know where to begin as far as me um so uh i think i said last time that i'd been in talks with a publishing company yes um, so it's grown somewhat more serious. They they sent me their the the contract they wanted me to review, and I looked over that and I did a lot of research on like what what like a standard contract should be, and I noticed some things that were missing from it. But I also know that this company is new. Um, so I sent them back, you know, a list of things that I wanted added to the, and I felt like it was like a a page and a half of requests and I genuinely felt like I was pushing too hard, but they literally came back with, yeah, all those things are fine. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. I guess I should have asked for more. (laughs) It was that easy with no pushback. Your book is that good. Mm. Honestly, hmm. says I mean, the lady who still hasn't given me any how dare you. feedback. How dare you? <laughs> I, know, I, know. I know you were working on it and I know you lost uh, all your stuff. And so, so I'm, just, I'm just teasing. So I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Uh, so far, um, I'm, I'm about halfway through again. Okay. And uh, I've only got maybe like 
10 notes so far okay. about that far in a couple mm -hmm. like rewording sentences uh there's a capitalization capitalization error in one of your text message pictures it appears um wait which one uh, you have jim lowercase in one of the oh yeah things. yeah no that was deliberate um so i just um because you hate uh, grammar is that no i i kind of decided that that like samantha wouldn't bother with capital letters like she's okay. so so not none of her words are capitalized none of them not even jim's name uh it's just uh because i know people who text like that so i was like uh let's give them at least a little bit of personality here because i didn't want okay. them both i didn't want them both texting like me so jim texts like me and sam texts like someone else so it was like what can i do and i'm like oh yeah you know let's just have her not use any capital letters whatsoever okay. All right. so that was that was deliberate but uh it's it's a good catch uh it's the kind of thing i would uh i would want people to uh check with me on and and and, and shout at me on so i appreciate that uh and i look forward to what else you come up with um but obviously this isn't really the time for that but um yeah, no, it's it's oh, cause like because it's like done like for them or no, no, no. Uh, oh, I you mean not... don't tell you now my list? Y yeah, 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 yeah. Don't this pull out not... my Word document and yeah, go through. Yeah. I mean, it's not what we typically are here for, you know, for, for this sort of thing. <laughs> um, we can save that for another time, but um, but yeah, this is just supposed to be a quick uh, catching up and how you doing. And it's going really well. And that's basically all I really wanted to say. Uh, we're still trying to iron things out with my cover artist, um, who, having read the book, submitted a piece of concept art that I loved so much. I was like, this should just be the cover art. Um, so uh, we're working things out with him as far as how the rights work. Um, but he hasn't gotten back to me yet, so I'm a little concerned. I don't know what he's doing. I I know him well enough to know that it's possible that he is, like, touching up the art to make it even better. Um, so uh, I don't know. We'll see, I guess, uh, how that goes. But so far, everything is proceeding nicely. Um, they expect to be in a position to start working on publishing my novel and editing and all that stuff come around May 1st. So that is probably when... I'm going to want to have my final draft ready. So uh, I will I will be requesting everybody get their uh, get their um, uh, their their uh, feedback to me by that point so that uh, so that uh, I can have the final draft ready to go for uh, when they want to get started. Uh, the publishing house, I mean, but uh, we're still in the signing contracts phase, so yeah that's what's going on with me by and large another thing i did is uh because of i've always been curious i finally got like a uh a a rainbow pack of zevia that zevia uh it's a zero calorie soda that's made with stevia oh okay um so uh you know it's um it's it's basically essence of stevie um oh and, shit i'd uh, drink that I wouldn't recommend it. Um, <laughs> the the Zevia or drinking it, Stevie? It, it, it tastes like uh, it tastes like pot, really. Um, oh, Stevie. I, yes. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, Stevie doesn't taste like that. I don't know what it tastes like, to be honest. But um, I gotta say, so far I'm pretty disappointed. Oh <laughs> like, shit! Um, okay. I, I tried the cola, the caffeine-free cola, the ginger ale. 
and the ginger root beer, which I was a little concerned about that title. Uh, and it was some weird combination of ginger ale and root beer that really didn't work. Like I was like, okay, that was not fun. I know. I'm making a really awful face. I know this is an audible podcast, but <laughs> it's, it was it was kind of it was kind of <laughs> gross, really. Um, the ginger ale by itself wasn't much better, uh, and the Coke and the caffeine free Coke were just awful. Like I was like, this is how can someone like market and sell this? <laughs> oh no! Like this is gross. Now, to be fair. This is the fifth one that I've tried. This is the grapefruit citrus, and it's actually okay. This this I would not mind drinking more of. You know, this one's okay, but like anything else like that I've tried so far, I have like seven more flavors to try out of the rainbow pack. Um, so I have no idea how good or bad it's all going to be when it ends up. My but God. I mean, the first four were awful, and I'm like, oh, God, are all of these terrible? Thankfully, I can report, no, they're not all terrible, but <laughs> not a great showing, CPF. Well, I think we've talked about liquid death before, but I think mm. you, I think it's too much like sparkling water. I can't remember why. Mm. Maybe we didn't talk about it, but they've changed their cans. So they're like mm. almost 20 ounce now, which mm. means they can sell less in a package. <laughs> for about the same price but there's a new watermelon flavor that i quite like but it is mm. more like water than soda but they put a little bit of agave in it so mm. this 19.2 ounce can weighs only 20 calories mm. um not bad i'm because i'm trying to find substitutes for me um i don't drink as much soda as i drink like beer because i just by the end of the day i'm tired of drinking water mm. so i'm trying to find something that has a flavor that isn't just like pure sugar yeah i i had dr pepper cherry for a while at my house mm. which tastes like a goddamn unicorn just explosion in your mouth it's so good <laughs> And then uh, I looked at try the... our new flavor, unicorn jizz. <laughs> well, so then I looked at the can, and I think it's got like 46 grams of sugar per can. And I was like, mm. you're not really supposed to have foods with more than like 8 to 10 grams of sugar. So that's a lot. Yeah, even Coke has like 42, I think. So I was like, I need a... Coke. I need... Go ahead. Coke tastes like it's not that sweet. In fact, compared to Pepsi, it, it tastes like it's not as sweet, but it, it has way more sugar. So much sugar. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. Like, wow. And it sucks because that was one of my favorite drinks growing up, period. Like, yeah. I love Coca-Cola so much. I had a Coca-Cola last night with the Thai food and I was like, oh man, this tastes like home. Like, it's so good. But I was like, I know that I like to drink multiple drinks in an evening. And at this point, there's less sugar in beer probably than in. So I'm just going to try to keep doing flavored waters and stuff. But um, yeah, because yeah, fruit juice is bad too. Yeah. Things we thought yeah. were okay as a kid. Super not. Like, yeah, even, you're like, yeah, fruits and vegetables, right? Super healthy, right? I mean, yes, the, uh, fruits do contain a lot of vitamins, but they also contain a shitload of sugar. Yeah, like you gotta, <laughs> everything's moderation. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what else, because uh, I, I mean, they're natural sugars, so I guess it's less harmful for you than artificial stuff. Yes, maybe, yeah, it's better than artificial sugars and sweeteners, yeah. but it's, it's still, still it's still sugar. Like if you ate like a bushel of peaches in a day and then took like a A1C test, you're going to fail because there's so mm. much sugar in it. It doesn't matter whether it's the good or bad kind. Mm. Kind of like how for a while people were like, hey, maybe we should eat less eggs and avocados because just because it's the good kind of fat doesn't mean it isn't still bad for you in large quantities. Um, you know what else is bad for you in large quantities? Cocaine. Mm. Just ask uh, anyone that uh, thought they were going to live through the movie Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you've seen that. I don't know if that's even your kind of film. Too much blood, I think. Mm, no, probably too much blood and gore. I would probably uh, for pass sure. on that. 100% too much for you. As soon as yeah. I said it, I was like, why am I asking him this? <laughs> I watched it with my parents last night. Oh, my God. Um, and that, that, was, that was interesting. My parents are basically just like older versions of me. They're very cool people. So they wanted to also see it. I wasn't like, hey, guys, you know, it sounds fun. Let's watch a weird movie. You're going to hate. No, they were like, hey, did you watch Cocaine Bear yet? We want to watch it. And I said, mm. OK. And uh, it's a uh, it's a pretty wild ride. I mean, I don't need to own it. I saw it. I could probably watch it one maybe two times more in the course of my life it is entertaining but it's not like it's not gonna win an oscar kind of a deal it's, uh, yeah but it's a female is the name of the day well it's a it's a female filmmaker too i mean i like that elizabeth banks made it i like that mm. more women are getting into that production side of things so it felt nice to support a a, a lady boss a girl boss if you will it's my it's my story. I'm trying to think if I've done anything else at all remarkable. I mean, the unremarkable side of things is that I've been auditioning backpacks to go to Europe. And so I have had eight bags come to my house from Amazon and returned seven of them now. I've kept one. I think wow. I finally found one that worked. But the, the just I just my UPS store was like, hey what is going on with the bags <laughs> like literally <laughs> like the owner was like what are you doing with these for like a couple days and i said oh no no uh I'm, I'm going to france in may so i just need a good backpack and um but yeah no i i concerned the sweet little old man that runs the ups store by my house to the point where he had to ask me i don't know if he thought i was drug trafficking or <laughs> what was going on with the bags but he literally had to ask me because he couldn't take it anymore so that's that's the boring side i bought a new pair of the seeks that are good for all day walking and hiking so that i'm ready to hit the ground in in, in uh paris and then rowan and all the other cool places i'm going very cool well, at least you'll be prepared. This is a very low-key show. I mean, <laughs> we, we're both disturbed for sleep. So, I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. Even Abby's asleep, guys. All right. Well, I think I can, uh, I think I can bring us back up. 
Woo! Uh, so uh, when we come back for part two, uh, I'm going to discuss my topic, uh, which is uh, pretty much all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, minus one of those things. Uh, and that's going to be my hint for uh, for uh, your very next uh, few seconds while you listen to these uh, ads from our sponsors or whatnot. Uh, and we'll be back right after this. Hey, I'm Pantsless Aaron. This is Stevie. And I'm Augie. And we are Because Fuck You, That's Why, the podcast that's all about playing games and having fun. Our games are mostly based on British panel shows or British game shows, but we'll play just about anything that catches our attention and imagination. Our show is all about laughs, so please come by and have a great time. Why? Because Because fuck you, that's why. Welcome back. Uh, It's time for part two, which means uh, it's time for our first topic. And it's my turn to go first. So as a 42-year-old happily single man, I don't have much chance to enjoy sex, drugs, and rock and roll the way I used to. And I've never really been a fan of drugs, but for some reason, sex or nudity tends to go hand in hand with rock and roll. And 20-year-old me really enjoyed that. On the other hand, 42-year-old me learned yesterday that in 2006, a Croatian band called Let Three were fined for performing nude in public because the judge didn't accept their defense that they weren't naked because they had cork plugs in their anuses. Weirdly, that fact didn't dissuade me from exploring the topic of rock bands in the buff. (laughs) While this list is mostly men, one of the oldest examples that I found was Wendy O. Williams from the punk slash metal band The Plasmatics. Prior to becoming a singer, she made a living doing peep shows where she would regularly fire ping pong balls from her treble clef. She wasn't any less exhibitionist on stage either. She was arrested in Wisconsin for pretending to masturbate and was arrested again in Cleveland for pretending to have sex while wearing nothing but shaving cream. She was acquitted both times, but she eventually started covering her nipples with electrical tape to perform, quote, as nude as legally possible. And her trick with the ping pong balls was eventually immortalized in the 1981 sex comedy film Candy Goes to Hollywood. Another punk singer uh, named Gigi Allen, who was born Jesus Christ Allen, uh, was pretty much known for his crazy nude performances. In addition to being naked, he would regularly defecate on stage, roll in it, throw feces into the crowd, and physically assault audience members. Not surprisingly, he was regularly arrested and his shows were often shut down. And a 1993 documentary called Hated G.G. Allen came out the same year that he died from a heroin overdose. Possibly the most famous example in this topic is the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who seem to be incapable of keeping their clothes on in the late 80s and early 1990, as they regularly performed wearing nothing but a strategically placed and somewhat generous sock. And bassist Flea sometimes didn't even bother with the sock. Their performing style was even memorialized on the cover of their Abbey Road EP, 
But in 1990, frontman Anthony Kiedis was convicted for indecent, indecent exposure and sexual battery following an incident in Virginia, and now the band play with their clothes on. Around the same time, Jane's addiction was becoming popular, but their history is marked by fractious behavior between band members. One such occurrence was their final gig at Aloha Tower in Hawaii, where frontman Perry Farrell, after one song, dropped his drawers and didn't pull them back up. The drummer Stephen Perkins joined in, and soon they were both in their birthday suits, playing several songs stark naked. The Dwarves is a punk band that regularly features a naked guitarist known only as He Who Cannot Be Named. He regularly wears only boots and a trademark wrestling mask. His rather aggressive style has led to innumerable fights and shows prematurely ending, including a memorable Los Angeles show where the house lights were turned off and said guitarist fought naked and in the dark. According to the band's frontman, Blag Dahlia, when the lights came back up, several audience members had been knocked unconscious by he who cannot be named's instrument. His guitar. His guitar. Uh, in 1993, at Lollapalooza, Rage Against the Machine performed a rather incredible protest. They stood naked on stage for 15 minutes wearing only black tape over their mouths and the acronym PMRC across their chests, referencing the Parental Music Resource Center, the group responsible for putting parental advisory stickers on albums. The crowd loved the stunt at first, but they turned rowdy when they realized the band had no intention of playing a single note. The audience began to boo and throw bottles, and the band were hauled offstage by police. There are a lot of dudes on this list rocking out with their drumsticks out, but one group of ladies puts every man on this list to shame. The British collective Rock Bitch were infamous in the 90s for not just playing while naked, but also performing onstage sex acts and for throwing a, quote, golden condom into the audience, entitling whoever caught it, male or female, to have sex with one of the band members. Perhaps unsurprisingly, Rock Bitch were banned in several countries. And now for my game. Uh, it started having a weird effect on my psyche to keep looking up sex and rock bands. Everything seemed so much more awesome for some reason. Uh, in an effort to come back down, I'm looking into bands and films that just have naked in their name. But this might be a bit easier than you're thinking, because there are roughly 3,500 titles with naked in them on IMDb. All 10 of these are movies with naked in the title. All you have to do is tell me, is it also the name of a rock band? It's time to play movie or band or both, except band is never the correct answer. It's either movie or both. Uh, does that make sense to you? Is anything mm -hmm. confusing about any of that? No. Okay, let's rock and roll. Uh, number one, Naked Kiss. Is it a movie or is it also a rock band? Movie. Good call. It is just a movie. I could not find a band called Naked Kiss. Uh, one point. Number two, Naked Truths. Both. Another good call. That's both. Uh, they are a rock band from Atlanta. 
And of course, it's also a movie. Uh, number three, Naked Gun. Shoot. Obviously, it's a movie, but yep. I can't. These oh. all are. They're all movies. Both? It's both. Uh, they okay. are a punk band from Quebec. Naked Gun, eh? Yep. <laughs> You're three for three. Uh, Number four, Naked Singularity. Man, it would be a really great band name. But I'm going to say just movie. No, it's both, I'm afraid. Uh, They are a rock band from Washington, D.C., who also happened to work for NASA. Holy shit. (laughs) <laughs> what am i uh, doing with my life <laughs> right uh here's number five naked city movie it's both i'm afraid Fuck. uh they were a prog rock music group from new york city from 1988 to 1993 uh let's try movie that is a movie i could not find a band with that title uh so you're up to four points out of six pretty good uh number seven naked weapon oh i want to say both on this but i'm probably wrong but you sticking with both okay you're right uh it is both they are a punk band from malaysia uh so that's five points uh number eight naked ambition Hmm. both it's just a movie uh although there are a metric ton of articles about rock bands with that title i could not find a single rock band itself called naked ambition uh so let's move on to number nine naked witch both this is just a movie uh though a front woman for the australian band deaf fx wrote an autobiography with that title i could not find a band with that name so just a movie and finally number 10 naked vengeance well shit i mean (sighs) just a movie it's both you were doing so well until the second half. All the wheels came off. Uh, they are a metal band from South Florida. But yeah, uh, right. those those are all movies as well. So if any of those caught your caught your attention, maybe they're worth. I don't know about Naked Vengeance. That well, I, it might be fun. I don't know. Sounds like eight fucking to me. Yeah, it could be. Um, but anyway, or are these points? These should be points. Uh, as far as I know, they're all just regular movies. Um, <laughs> none of these, I think, were pornographic in any way. But I've been wrong before. Uh, so out of all that, you did you did still wind up with five points. The wheels came off in the second half, but you were doing great in the first half. So yeah, you got five. Uh, I mean, not I bad. don't. I don't get to go to graduation, but I mean, I didn't not get any points. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I would have probably turned down Naked Graduation. 
just uh, just out of principle, myself personally. Yeah, but All right. I don't know. Maybe it's more of a thing you'd be into. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's my topic down. Uh, when we come back for part three, Erin's going to give us her topic. Uh, do you want to leave us a hint about what we're about to face? Or no? Um, no. That's a no. Okay. All right, you're left in the dark along with the audience. Uh, hopefully it's a really cool topic, but we're going to find out right after this. Hey, Bridget. Hey, Erin. You know what time it is. No, what time is it? It's Bicoastal Biatches time. Finally, we so need to catch up. Join the Bitch Brigade and listen to Bicoastal Biatches. Where can they find us? iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, man, welcome back. Uh, it's time for part three, which means it's time for our second topic. Erin, what have you got for us? Well, I want to talk about the sort of curse of Norma Desmond on Gloria Swanson's life. Ooh. So when you think of Gloria Swanson, pretty much you think of Billy Wilder's 1950s classic Sunset Boulevard, and mm. you think of Norma Desmond, right? Do you? Although... Do you, yeah. I know Gloria Swanson was a, a pretty big star before that because she she had been hired because she was a like Silver Age movie star. Yes, black like black and white, no yes. uh, no talky si- silent movie era, movie <laughs> no star. Talkie. I could I couldn't remember the name. Of it. <laughs> uh, yes, so she was incredibly successful as a silent film star, and mm-hmm. then actually she did make the transition into talkies pretty yeah. easily. She was and, in quite a few. And Sunset Boulevard features one of her old actual old movies, if I'm not mistaken. Right. It the film that's featured in Sunset Boulevard is one that was only released in Europe and South America. Uh, so it's the first time U.S. audiences ever got to see that that particular film, which mm-hmm. was uh, called Queen Lady or something Queen like Lady. that. No. All right. Hold on. <laughs> Queen Kelly. Queen Kelly. It's called Queen, Queen Kelly. Kelly. You know, that famous film, Queen Lady. You've, Queen you've Lady. Not heard hey, of Queen, Queen Lady. Lady. <laughs> I got you, Queen Lady, over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and we're off to a great start all right so gloria was so much more than just the fragile and unstable uh character that she portrayed as norma desmond um there were parallels between her life and her silver screen persona but she wasn't sitting around decaying in an old mansion like a creep she was a successful businesswoman. So Gloria rose to fame in the 1920s as a silent film star. She worked with the great Cecil B. DeMille on six films in a row. Uh, She shared the screen with the likes of Rudolph Valentino and Charlie Chaplin and one of the Barrymores, I think it was Lionel. And so she, she worked with really top tier people. She raised so much money for films that her films still gross an, uh, an incredible amount of money comparatively to current films because you have to remember it was a nickel that people were paying and people were seeing her movies again and again and again. 
Um, at one point in her career, Paramount actually offered her a contract for a million dollars a year. And she turned it down because she wanted to work with an up and coming film studio called United Artists because they were going to let her produce her own work and come up mm-hmm. with her own projects. Now, that's not yeah. cheap. And uh, Gloria was anything if she wasn't romantic. Uh, she had a total of six husbands during her life um, and a lot of extramarital affairs as well. So during the oh. time that she decided that she was going to go over to United Artists and do her own film thing, she hooked up with Joseph Kennedy of the Kennedys, who was also married. She at the time was married to a marquee. So she was uh, <laughs> definitely both of them were super publicly married to other people and carried on this very illicit affair. And then he took over all of her personal and business affairs, which in the end maybe wasn't the best decision because following up her initial um success i guess i'd say of sadie thompson which was one of the films she created on her own um she then started to not do so great uh queen kelly was created in this same production uh company that she had created with mr kennedy and it was just awful it was so bad that the the process of making it was bad the quality of the film was bad it was directed by eric von stroheim who actually plays her butler and former director in sunset boulevard uh anyway basically in 1931 they reshot portions of that film queen kelly and then once they shot an alternate ending to it so it was a little better then it played in Europe and South America. Uh, Shortly thereafter, uh, whether it was the failure of their uh, film endeavor or if it was just fleeting fancy, her and uh, Kennedy ended their affair. Uh, Basically, around that time was when the silent films were heading into the realm of talkies and Gloria made the transition well. As I mentioned, she went on to be in quite a few films. She even earned an Oscar nod for The Trespasser. uh, She was nominated for Best Actress. But then at that point, uh, she just couldn't, like, she wasn't as famous as she was. I mean, at 25, 26, she was one of the most successful um, iconic film stars of her day when she was doing silent pictures. So she just kind of packed up stuff in 1938 and moved to New York. Uh, she stayed in the war, uh, she stayed in the city during the war years where she was operating a patents and inventions company that recruited Jewish scientists from all over Europe to help them escape from the Nazis and to help them, uh, and benefit their careers from their inventions. So she literally was saving lives during World War II and making dreams happen for people. In 1948, post-war, she hosted the Gloria Swanson Hour, which aired on local television, and she had various guests on. It was, you know, uh, an early version of any of those celebrity-style talk shows we now have. Uh, She left New York to film Sunset Boulevard in 1950, which has become the most important film of her career. Uh, However, (laughs) 
this film truly was a curse because once she did this film and earned her third and final Oscar nomination for her portrayal of Norma Desmond, she no longer was offered roles of anything other than aging female movie stars and unstable women, which she turned down. And basically she did a few small things. She did a TV movie in the seventies. And then her last film role that she starred in, or well not starred, she had a cameo playing herself in Airplane 75. Um, after that, she got married for her sixth and final time. She did a bunch of traveling. And then she released Swanson on Swanson, which is her autobiography, which is sort of, uh, there's mixed reviews out there. Some people are like, oh, it's like you're just, uh, you're talking to her about her amazing life. And other people are like, it seems to be a list of husbands. Anyway, <laughs> um, her life was very full in addition to her business uh, that she did during the war her multiple successful attempts into the acting world. She also had a, a rich life of painting and sculpture towards the end of her life where she really did some nice stuff and she promoted macrobiotic diets. She was promoting that as early as the 1920s. She really believed that what you put in your body contributed to how you lived your life and how healthy you were. Ironically, she suffered of a heart ailment and died on April 4th of 1983. Uh, she was 84. So she did live a good long life for people of that time period. But, you know, the macrobiotics didn't keep her alive longer than anyone else. Anyway, so that's my topic is that uh, basically after Sunset Boulevard, she couldn't really do anything but play Norma Desmond and she stopped doing interviews and stuff at a point because she was like I don't want to talk about Norma Desmond I want to talk about Gloria Swanson kind of vibes so in honor of that thin line between their lives I created a game called Gloria or Norma I'm going to read you a famous quote and it will either be a famous Gloria Swanson quote, or it'll be a famous Norma Desmond quote. And all you have to do to get your point is decide which one it is correctly. Okay. Should be interesting. Have you seen Sunset Boulevard? Um, I have seen Sunset Boulevard. It was some time ago. And uh, I am a tiny bit more familiar with the musical but not to the point where i've seen it more than once oh well the musical is an identical copy of the film script they just Mm. added music and actually i forgot to put this in my thing uh in my little show notes thing i do but uh she Norma Desmond as a musical theater character was an idea that gloria had actually played with after the success of the film, she thought, well, there could be a thing called Boulevard where it would be, you know, a musical version. Um, And there's actually a documentary about that as well. So I think she would have approved very much of the musical. Anyway, all right. Okay. Here's your first quote. Remember you are choosing whether it is Gloria or Norman. Gloria or Norman, got it. I have decided that when I am a star, I will be every inch and every moment a star. 
Hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I feel like that could be, I mean, that's the whole point of the game is that yep. it could be either of them. Um, I, I will guess that feels like, I don't know why it makes me feel like normal would have said that in a more bombastic way. Oh, I'm not so I'm putting gonna... any inflection to this. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's true. True. But, um, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go with my gut and say that's Gloria. You are correct. This one is Gloria. Mm. Sorry, did you want them all in Norma Desmond voice? Is that <laughs> no? <laughs> you can you can do whatever you want. All they had to do was put my name on the marquee and watch the money roll in. Okay, that feels like a Norma quote. Is that your answer? Yeah. No, it's not. It's a Gloria quote. The wow. Gloria Swanson. Yeah, that's how I'm. Wow. I, uh, yeah. She, when, when Norma, I, this isn't one of the, anyway, that's fine. Let's just go on. The stars are ageless, aren't they? Mm. Mm. Uh, I'll go Norma. That is Norma. Yes. Mm. Okay. Because I take care of my body, it doesn't look like the body of a woman of my years. Hmm. Um, I'll say Gloria. That is another Gloria one. Mm. Okay. Got lucky. Yeah. Without me, there wouldn't be any Paramount Studio. Oh, interesting. Now, did Norma call the studio Paramount in the movie? I, I think she did. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, no. Oh, memory. How dare you? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to risk it. I'm going to say it's Norma. Yeah. No, it is Norma. Oh, wow. She says, without me, that wouldn't be any Paramount Studios. There's the, certainly, there's the... certainly sounded like I like I heard it in her voice, and that's what made me think. But I also thought, w- would she have said Paramount in that actual movie? Like, would they actually name the studio? And I was like, she did, and they actually filmed on Paramount's lot. Yeah, that's probably why they could get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> I had starred in more than 30 successful films, six in a row with Cecil B. DeMille. Okay, so I know exactly how important Cecil B. DeMille is to the plot of Sunset Boulevard, but it could have also been easily a glory quote. Uh, And that's what makes me think you threw it in there specifically. Uh, Cecil's uh, in Sunset Boulevard as well as yeah, he yeah, did he's, actually. He's one, the, he's one of the characters, and did he actually play himself in the movie? I think he does. Yeah. I'll look that up while you struggle to find an answer. Uh, uh, I'm going to say it's a Gloria quote. It is. It is a Gloria quote. Yeah. You're you're killing it at this game, by the way. You already have five. Hmm. Well, I can always blow it in the back half. 
Let's see here. Cecil B. DeMille. I didn't finish looking that up. You got very confident much too quickly. Sorry. So, do, 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 do. Do, do, do. All right. Uh, there was once a time in this business when I had the eyes of the whole world. Oh, that very much sounds like a Norma quote. It's Norma. I didn't make this hard mm. enough. Stupid. Mm. Whatever. I All mean, right. I mean, I, I have literally recognized two of these. Just two. The rest have all been guesses, so I think you've done okay. <laughs> all right, fair, fair. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> dying. So much the dying. Try to avoid that. Yeah, sorry guys for coughing mm. in your ear. All right, here we go. Uh, I was 25 and the most popular celebrity in the world, with the possible exception of my friend Mary Pickford. Hmm. I'll guess that's Gloria. It is Gloria. Hmm. No one leaves a star. That's what makes one a star. Oh, that's... That feels like a Norma quote. I'm going to say Norma. Yeah. All right, you've already won, but just for fun in the last the last moments of the game, it's sure. a return a return to the millions of people who have never forgiven me for deserting the screen. I don't think I don't think this is Norma. I um. You know what? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with Gloria. It was Norma. Oh no! Because he says, "I didn't know you were planning a comeback." And she says, "I hate that word. It's a return. A return to the millions of people who've never forgiven me for deserting them on the screen." <sighs> I may have seen that movie a couple hundred times. Um, <laughs> I love Sunset Boulevard so much. I know you do. <clears throat> that I have found a way to watch the film, pause it at the appropriate time, play the music from the musical for the appropriate time, and then go back to watching the film so that I've created a live action version of the musical for myself <laughs> as one does not exist legally. Mm hmm yeah well good job you uh you slaughtered me again this week so oh man yeah no i got lucky on a bunch of those <laughs> um i i i was just so you know i i had a murdery type thing in mind for this week and i thought no i promised a couple more positives so there you go yeah, yeah and see wasn't that fun <laughs> no one no one died other than nobody of natural causes. Died. Yeah. Nobody died unless you count cocaine bear and then everybody died. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I still old. can't believe you saw that with your parents. <laughs> it was it honest it the I mean, weird... I mean, it's just different strokes for different posts. Because if I saw that movie with my parents, if I didn't leave the movie theater, they would have. A thousand percent, they just would have walked out. The only thing that was weird was that I said, 
um, you know, I wanted to see this. It's it's partly based on a true story. <laughs> My dad said, oh, except in the real version, yeah, the, the real bear version, ate the, the cocaine didn't, and died. He just he didn't kill anybody. He just ate the cocaine and died. Who's it? <laughs> And then we did an extensive research project mm. to find out that I think somewhere in can is it Louisville, Kentucky, somewhere cocaine bear is stuffed. They taxidermied the cocaine bear, and you can see him in a shopping mall. I think it's in Kentucky. Um, okay. But other than that, we just were watching it in amazement. And then when the film was over, I was like, "Well, that was a delight." And my mom's like, "I'm not sure I'd say delight, but that was entertaining." <laughs> and I said, "Okay." Yeah. A and lot to, of, to, to to clear the air, my parents are not they, they they're not made physically ill by gore like I am. They just don't like it. That's all. The gore was there, obviously, but um, I don't know. It was just fun. Hey, there were people that you wouldn't expect to see in a film like that in the like Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family plays this like backwoods uh, ranger. Uh, forest enthusiast type character <laughs> super straight really weird awkward hair like weird country accent and it's just but it i was fun it's ray liotta's last film so he mm-hmm. does look noticeably tired and sort of older than i remember him looking recently but anyway it was a good time it's better than it's not his last film, I don't think. Well, it may have been the last one he filmed. I think it's the there's, last one he there's, filmed. There's another one he did with Charlie Day from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that I think has not come out yet. Yeah, I think this was... He died a few days after they finished wrapping mm. up. They had to re-record some of the audio for some of the outdoor segments, obviously. And so he finished... He wrapped on the audio uh track re- uh, re-recording and then died a few days later so it's definitely the last one he worked on but i think there are some at least yeah. the, that one that aren't released yeah I, ju- I just googled it um is uh the movie's called fool's paradise hmm. and charlie day says his biggest regret is that ray Liotta <laughs> died before getting to see the audience's reaction to it because apparently it's really funny uh, and Ray, Ray was really proud of his performance, and he he did get to see the movie when it was edited together. So at least he got to see it before he went, but he didn't yeah. get to see the audience's reaction to it. So, hmm. well, uh, here's to Ray Liotta. Then maybe yeah. he's going to be a yeah. future topic on this show. Um, I'll, I'll tell you real quick before we do our goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, another movie that I did watch over the last week that is something we've covered on the show before. And I will tell you that as an adult, it is only moderately less terrifying. I rewatched Return to Oz. Yes. Yeah. I remember you saying something about it on, on Facebook, maybe. So terrifying still. I yeah. I'm 42 and I will not walk through a room full of um, heads in glass cases that are staring at me. I won't do it. <laughs> well, I mean, thankfully, the opportunity to do so doesn't come along every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, if people with hands and feet that are wheels come at me like they're a production of The Lion King, I'm out. Also, not a thing that happens every day. <laughs> and if a large stone mountain comes to life and has on ruby red slippers again i'm out 
Real life I, doesn't happen. I, I, I know. Think you're, I think you're going to be fine. Okay. I think good. you're going to be fine. <laughs> Abby, we're going to make it. Oh, uh, there is one more thing I can talk about. This is only mildly less horrifying than that. Uh, I read Battle Royale, the novel, which is the novelization of the Battle Royale movie. Okay. Um, uh, which I don't know if you've heard of this movie. Uh, it was it was a big hit in Japan and uh, got even bigger uh, over here uh, when it was memed into oblivion. Um because uh, it, it's about like a class of high schoolers who are taken by government officials to an island and told they have to kill each other, and the last uh, the last one standing wins and gets to uh, gets to survive. Uh, blah blah blah. It's uh, horrendously uh, violent and even gory. And uh, the fact that I was reading it is probably the only reason I was able to get through it. Like I don't think I could actually watch the original movie. Uh, based on what I read in there, <laughs> but I mean, dear God, uh, this, I, I've talked a bit about Danganronpa and how much I love it. And, uh, I think this, this, uh, story battle royale is what my, what my parents envisioned when I tried to explain to them what Danganronpa was, uh, cause it, it, this is just kids killing kids, uh, in horrifically violent ways. Um, so, uh, yeah. I don't even know what you're doing reading a book like that. Crazy. It's, it's, it was, it was hard to take, honestly. Um, well, it's part of my book club, so it was, it was assigned reading, as it were. I'm sorry, you're in a book club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, an online book club we meet once a month, uh, formed during, uh, COVID, so. It, yeah. We just, we just have kept doing it, but... Yeah, uh, so uh, all sorts of last-minute revelations here when we're supposed to be closing out. Um, yeah, uh, that's going to be it for the show. Um, you can find us at A-N-E Podcast uh, under uh, the Twitter uh, is A-N-E underscore podcast. Uh, you can uh, find us on Anchor or wherever uh, fine podcasts are sold uh, or just given to you. Um, your podcast app of choice, I imagine. Uh, if you're not already on it, um, in which case, well done. But uh, rating us five stars, subscribing, all that good stuff definitely helps. Uh, so we appreciate that. Uh, we also appreciate people getting in touch with us uh, for our email address, which I have completely forgotten. <laughs> I can tell you the old one, no problem. That is permanently burned into my brain, but I've forgotten the new one. Aaron, can you help me out here? Uh, yeah, so it's A and email at gmail.com. Nope, it's not. I lied to you. See, I don't know it either. It's, uh, so it's A, the word and, E, mail, at iCloud.com. iCloud.com. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah that was I, hard I, for me. It was easier for you than it was for me. I had nothing. I literally, my brain went, Aaron and Aaron inbox. Wait a minute. That's the old one. <laughs> Crap. Why don't I have the new one in my brain yet? Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter as various things, uh, usually pantsless Aaron. However, uh, uh, on most social medias, I'm pantsless Aaron. Uh, I have returned somewhat reluctantly to Twitter, but it's mostly just to try and market my book on social media. So I'm on Twitter now as Thane Novel, at Thane Novel, T-H-A-N-E-N-O-V-E-L. 
you can follow Aaron at T-O-A-O Turtle most places. Um, anything else I'm leaving out, Aaron? I can't remember. No, I, I think that's it. All right. Well, uh, from both of us, uh, it's uh, goodbye from me and from Aaron. Bye.